Welcome to episode 45 of Hobnails, Hoops, and High Cheddar, a podcast by everyday fans for everyday fans. Christian Britt, Emery Kane, and Danny Rucker are here with you for episode 45. We're going to talk a lot of college football today. And right before we got on, Emery asked if we're going to talk about Georgia today. And no, we're not going to talk about Georgia at all. Uh, just didn't want to, uh, didn't want to like really give him any anything to say about Georgia. Uh, so Christian, I kind of decided that yesterday that we're not going to talk. What, about what is there to say? I mean, I mean, they're the best team. Well, they're, the they're, best. A the pack gonna... team. they're a middle of the pack team. <laughs> they have, they have decent chances. To, well, to I think we're played, played nobody so far. I think we're, I think we're not talking about Georgia because Christian doesn't want to talk about Texas. As, right, he, on, ch- as he chugged the... a seven gallon bottle of water right there. Yeah. Recovery. <laughs> Well, we well, we can talk said, about Texas later on, maybe. You know, y'all said let, let's, o- overviews of Georgia and Texas. Here's the overview of Georgia. They've beat the crap out of everybody. I mean, what could you, what can you say? Yeah, <laughs> they didn't play very. For- they didn't play very good yesterday. That is true, but they, they probably uh, realized they didn't have to play good. Kent State yeah, puts up a lot of points, though. To be fair, the only thing I was really going to say is that they they didn't play well, but um, they actually two. Two teams that scored more points or scored way less points on them gained a lot more yards. So I think there's, I mean, there's a few turnovers. I think, I think it was a bad, it was a good time for Georgia to play bad, obviously, against Kent State. So I'm hoping. I, I am very interested that I started looking at your, your all's numbers for the last few games. Mm-hmm. And do you know who your leading rushers have been for the last, past two games? Brock Bowers was it last time. And I think probably Stetson Bennett the game before. Stetson Bennett and Brock Bowers. Yeah. So for two games in a row, you haven't had a you haven't had a running, running back, back lead your your. It's just weird for Georgia. You know, yeah. there's like yeah. there's like ten Georgia running backs in the NFL right now, or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, they also I, th- I think they rotate them so much too that they, I mean, yeah. also, no, one will have like ten carries for sixty yards. I mean, he had six yards to carry, and then he only got ten yeah. carries. So yeah, I mean, Brock that's, Bowers. That's part of the two. Brock Bowers led you all yesterday with only two carries, which is also crazy. Well, one of, think, 70, one of them was seventy. One of them was seventy-five yeah, yards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And he he might be the best offensive player in college football right now. He's he's he can move. He outran. I mean, I know it's Kent State, but still, I would assume their secondary has probably has some four, five, four, four guys. Yeah, they're they're athletic. He, he blew by them like they were standing still. Yeah. So, uh, the, so we did talk about Georgia. Was a Tennessee Florida game yesterday? And yeah, Christian, that was the you went, to the, went went to the game yesterday. Uh, which I, did. I didn't know that you went to the game. I did. Um, yeah, I have. I've probably been to one Tennessee game in probably the last sixteen years, and it was they played some nobody team. Uh, they beat them by like seven or something like that. It wasn't really like <laughs> enthralling game or anything. But uh, was it Georgia State? No, it was. <laughs> I, I went with Amanda and her her dad. It, I want to say they actually did beat him like 56 to seven or something. I can't even remember who it was. It was about six or seven years ago. It was before, it was before they were good that year with like Dobbs and Hurd and all them. It was probably like 2014, but anyway, like just the game day experience. You guys know, I just don't care for people just like in general, not specific mm-hmm. people, but like just crowds just the, and the crowds and I'm there to watch a game. And when I was in when I was in college, of course, I went to UT for three years. I think I finished with about you know six credits in that three years <laughs> that I was there. Uh, but I went to every home football game except one. I only missed one, and I lived off campus for two of those three years. And I would walk to campus for the game, and that was about twenty twenty minute twenty five minute walk. And then if you wanted to go eat before the game, uh, good luck because you were going to wait two two and a half hours at a restaurant or a bar to eat and then you're gonna have to walk all the way back to the stadium and and then you sit there i sat there with the students of course um and then once once you get in there you realize that the students really aren't interested in the game necessarily it's just how much craziness can i cause at this game and they, they'll bring their flasks in and their boots or whatever and then they, all they do is drink the whole time and of course the loudest guy in the place is the one right next to you or in front of you and i just i just always i liked it at first because you're like oh man tennessee I've, I've waited my whole life to come to these tennessee games and then i was like 
God, I really could just watch this from my living room and just <laughs> just as content like I was yesterday. Uh, Christian, but Christian, how was your game day? I just, you sound you sound so old. <laughs> I know, but I just are you are you filming this from your front porch while yelling at kids? But also, how much were, uh, Christian? How much did you pay for a ticket to, yesterday? So it's actually interesting, and and I actually believe it or not, I tend to somewhat agree with you because you know, for one, I'm not even a Tennessee football fan, you know, first and foremost, you know, I still, still root for Tennessee, still like Tennessee, but I've not been to game, a game. And I think I was talking about yesterday, like seven or eight years. And so I actually had a buddy that offered me a ticket for a pretty low price um, earlier in the week. And I was like, I really don't want to pay that much still, you know, I'd rather just watch it from home, whatever. And then my work called me like a day before the game and was like, Hey, we have two free tickets. I'm sending them to you. What address or email address should should I send it to? And I was like, "Oh, okay, sure." So I got two free tickets that were in section uh, GG, which is like basically in the corner, uh, row nine. So it's still upper deck, but it's row nine. Mm-hmm. So they were, I mean, they were great seats. I mean, there's not really, there's still really truly not a bad seat in the, in the stadium, but these were pretty pretty good seats. And uh, you know, I hadn't been in a while, and I think I think I looked at my Apple Watch yesterday. We parked on the other side of the bridge because we were like, we're not dealing with this traffic. We're not. I had to go straight from work. I got off at like one thirty, so I was like, I'm. We're not gonna have time to go get a good spot. So we walked across the bridge. I think it said I walked like thirteen thousand steps yesterday. Said I said I climbed like twenty flights of ste- of, of uh, twenty flights of steps or whatever. But uh, no, the experience was awesome. It was really cool. It's packed house. Cool to see Checker Nealon like in person. I've never been to, you know, I've obviously never been to a game where it was checkered out. Did uh, you check her out? Did you yeah. wear the, the right color? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I told you guys, I, I was, we were in the white section and you asked if I, and Emory asked if I wore a Texas shirt and, you know, it crossed my mind, but I figured, you know, <laughs> better not. So I wore my Vitello shirt instead. So you know, make, sure, make sure they know That's where a- my allegiance lies. Nothing makes me more angry than to be at a at a sporting event with two teams like Tennessee and Florida and see some guy wear like even a Georgia shirt. I'm like, dude, it's not a Georgia game. Like, no, yeah, like, just any any other shirt that's not one of the two teams. Like, if I'm going as a casual fan, like I'm just gonna wear just a regular shirt. Like, I may wear a black shirt, but I mean, we, something that's not gonna. We randomly saw. We didn't see many random ones, but we did randomly see a dude. He was decked out in Tennessee gear, head to toe. Well, not head to toe, neck to toe, I guess. But then he randomly had the most flamboyant Florida State hat on. And I was it was like bright and like crazy and said Seminoles like 30 times on it. And I was like, what is going what? on? I was like, this is so <laughs> random. And then we, we were around the Florida section. I guess, I guess what's the Florida section was literally like 10 rows behind us. So there was tons and tons of Florida fans up there. And then there was a few scattered, you know, throughout and, uh, they were, they were pretty, they were pretty interesting as well. It was, uh, you know, you always hear people talk about like, Oh, so, you know, they're not, these fans aren't so bad. You know, there's, they were super respectful. There was no respect between Tennessee and Florida fans yesterday. <laughs> it was ruthless. It was absolutely ruthless both ways. There was absolutely no shaking of hands, you know, no good graces. It was it was it was ruthless, but it was awesome. We had a good time. Uh, my brother obviously really enjoyed it. Got he gets way in, way into the games. He was chant. I think he started a few chants uh, directly <laughs> towards Billy Napier um, with some choice words, which was funny. He just kept saying Billy. He just kept calling him Billy the whole time. So and the guy was, that I was like, talking about, where you is the Taylor. One you have to sit next to or yeah. behind is, is Taylor. Yeah, 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 yeah he the, he's the one. What's, What's worse is he didn't have any flask or anything like that, so he was doing it completely sober, just completely, That's completely just his national natural personality, That's completely just, in the right mindset. He was doing yeah. that. That's just his natural, natural, yeah. natural vibes. But no, it was we, we were talking about. I know we should probably talk about the actual game itself. Uh, I thought Florida played. I don't know if you guys look at the stats, but you know, uh, Florida, Florida played Florida, pretty good. Yeah, they. So uh, what's his name? Is it Richardson? Yeah, he, uh, he literally he. He threw for more than his entire season total up to this point. He threw for 450 yards, which is more – 420 is what he had thrown for for the whole season. He hadn't thrown a passing touchdown all year. He threw for two. And he had about 65 rushing yards with two more rushing touchdowns. He but played – Could you not have made some of those throws as wide open as they, to, they – <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I mean the, the Tennessee secondary and linebacker core covered it's, absolutely nobody. Nothing. It was really bad. You yeah, seen Christian it, throw? He could make those throws. <laughs> a normal, they, a normal athletic person. Uh, yeah, yeah, someone a lot throws. more athletic than me. Yeah. But no, they, I mean, he put him specifically. I mean, they played a pretty good game. He specifically played a about as perfect of a game as you can possibly play for, Outs, for, outside for what fumble. he is. Yeah, yeah outside of the fumble, but, which, but even a man, lot like more. that wasn't, yeah, yeah, he had a lot more where he was pressured. I mean, he didn't get pressure a lot to be fair, but the few times he did get pressured, he, he was getting hit on the hand multiple times. And I, I swear the dude's got the strongest hands in the country or something because he there was one time they showed the replay a few times he got smacked right on the wrist while holding the ball just out away from his body and still didn't even it didn't even budge the football I don't know how he didn't fumble it at that time but he played a near perfect game uh, I would say Florida in general played a pretty pretty good game outside of I would say two very questionable uh, coaching decisions uh, which you know. If, I know we we all agree on the the going for two there uh, when it so was. So you're, you're down one. seventeen points. Down seventeen. Literally, all you have to do is go touchdown, PAT, yeah. touchdown, PAT, and you need three scores anyways. Yeah, you need yeah. three scores. And he so. went for he went for two, which would have cut it from what was it 11, 11 to nine to nine. Which at that point you still need still need two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, just yeah. in it. my mind, after I talked to you, Christian, I bet he was thinking we're gonna we're gonna win the game at the end with the field goal. Like we're not gonna tie it. That had to be what he was thinking. It had to be. Or but to he me, wasn't. To me, or he wasn't though, thinking. There's no way he was thinking. With, with what know, the college just, football overtime is, you know, it's you start at the 25 yard line. They were much better with 25 yards to go than yeah. Tennessee was. Tennessee, most of their big plays where they got rolling were big plays when they had a whole field to work with. Yeah. They th- them within 25 yards, they were the most I mean, they were the they were the best red zone team in the country yesterday. I mean, it was if they got in the red zone, they absolutely scored. Other I think that fumble may have been in the red zone the one time. But outside of that, it was everything they wanted, they got. That touchdown they went for two on. It was a fourth down. It was like fourth and five or something. Why is he not like yeah. you need a field goal anyway? Like Yeah. Well, just I was going. Why are you not kicking a field goal? Just kick the field goal. Save like because the clock is running. Just go ahead and get, try it out there. Kick the field goal. Save time, and then then you you know you need two touchdowns after that. But yeah. I mean, I mean, it worked out for him getting a touchdown. But for those of you wondering what that noise is, Maddox is also on the podcast today. Maddox is a guest picker today on the podcast. <laughs> Normally in the mornings, we're 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 filming this or recording this in the morning. Normally in the mornings, he just sits quietly and watches Paw Patrol. For an hour or two, um, but since we're doing the podcast, he's decided to show out a little bit, yeah. and uh, he's hitting me in that. He's hitting me in the head and sitting on my lap. So, so on that fumble, I was watching that with Amanda. She was watching with me, and the announcers were talking about how that came through and just punched the the football. Actually, it was the one that uh, the first fumble of the game mm-hmm. uh, oh. where we fumbled it. Yeah, Tennessee and fumbled. had punched the ball through. And Amanda looks at me and goes, "Can they just punch the ball through?" And I said. <laughs> Yeah, they can also grab them and throw them on the ground when they have the ball too, like, to get them down. Football is crazy. <laughs> the violent sports. The violent yeah, sports. But if if you're a Tennessee fan, you knew exactly what was going to happen with Anthony Richardson yesterday. He was going to absolutely yeah. go off. I said he was going. I said he was going to go three thirty and three touchdowns. I think he only passed for two touchdowns, but he ran two. I think or ran one. He ran he two. He ran two, so he had four touchdowns and he had four hundred yards. That's ridiculous, That's and the insane. defense was absolutely he awful. He counted for like almost six hundred yards, right? Or uh, was yeah, it had to have four four fifty and and sixty five. So yeah, be, and as good know, as he was, yeah. Hooker was just as good. Also, yeah, like just yeah, yeah Hooker picking, picking everything out. apart. Yeah, Hooker had it had his way with with their defense as well. Luckily, he's got more talent around him, and you know he's more talented as a passer, but. And Rich, yeah, Richardson played well. Um, I I remember when going back to the two point real quick. When it happened, my brother looked at me and said, "It doesn't matter, you know, it's not going to make a, a difference." And I said, "It absolutely is going to make a difference." I was like, "I'm not comfortable until the whistle, the final whistle goes off." I was like, "This is," I was like, well, "I've seen way worse things happen than a comeback. Yeah. This kind of comeback against Florida yeah. specifically, especially in the stadium." <laughs> And sure enough, and then at the very end, when they they went for it again, they scored. They finally scored, 
and went for it again, made it five points with 20 seconds left. And I was like, all right, we just got to catch the ball here. Just got to catch the ball. He goes, you got to score a touchdown. I said, don't even say it. Don't even say it out loud. I was like, don't even say it out loud. And then sure enough, you know, they recovered the onside kick. And that was a perfect onside kick, by the way. It was the most yeah, perfect. There was no Tennessee kick. players near the, the ball. Nothing. And, one one and guy I, was waiting for it, and Florida guy jumped right for that ball. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. not going for the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Go so you can't advance it in college, You can't advance. The, the, I don't see if his team can, but. Yeah, the. But okay, so I was going to ask you, what do y'all, th- what do y'all think about? It? You can't, re- you can't advance a muffed punt either. Like wherever you recover, it's where you recover. Yeah. It. I, I think that's okay because you are in a sense turning the ball over to the other team at yeah. that yeah. point, and that's their job to secure it. And if they don't secure it, you recover where uh, I agree with that. Now, I, I've never had any issue with that. Of course, if it was my team getting the onside kick and he was about to yeah, take yeah. off, like, oh, I can't shoot it. But like yeah. that, that doesn't. I think that's always been like a, a pretty good rule because you are yeah. I can, giving I can them you, the ball. I can yeah. tell you one thing, 102,000 people, I think probably a good amount de- deep down remember that rule. Yeah. But out of, out of 102,000 people, 102,000 people definitely thought in the moment that he, he was, was going to run. Touchdown. He was going to yeah. score that as a touchdown and that they were going to walk off and win that game because yeah. I definitely, yeah. I mean, it was, oh, it went from, we yeah. were going like you know they had the the decimal rating you know up there and yeah. we were getting there was up to like one one oh seven at one point you know something crazy getting crazy loud I think that was even higher than it ever got against Oklahoma in twenty fifteen and it was going wild and that was one of the loudest things right before that and then as soon as that happened our rating had to be like negative one oh seven it was <laughs> I mean you could I could hear my heart beating it was so quiet I was like this Damn. is I was like this cannot be happening how is this happening. I knew that rule too, and then when he when he caught that, I was like, "He's going to score a touchdown on this." But yeah. Then, then they brought it back. I was like, "Oh yeah, they can't can't advance it." Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was yeah. In the moment, we were just like, "It's yeah. over. It's yeah. over." So <laughs> another big yeah, another, had to another make big thing another big thing about the game was college game day came to host. Which you know, when I was like I said, when I was back there a long time ago in college, long time ago, I bet came game day came three or four times. It was one year they came to like twice in one year and it was a big deal. It wasn't like a big deal. Like now it's, it's a pretty game day. It's like something you look forward to, but I actually went to one of the game days one time they had it at Thompson bowling and you get to hang out. It's not as like, they didn't make signs back then like they do now. Uh, but like having game day is like uh, one of the things that like your team can look at and be like, man, we, this is, this is a year for us uh, that we've got college game day here. And a lot of people were upset that Kansas didn't get to host. Not a lot of people here. A lot of people around the country were upset because we don't care about Kansas or Duke football. But they were upset that Kansas was not hosting game day for their game with Duke. And I I want to like individually talk to all those people and say, do you understand what – college game day does they go to football schools to promote the game that they're going to show now i don't think they showed it on national tv but it's going to be a national televised game with two ranked teams who bring excitement you're going to have to prove you bring a little excitement christian you want to talk about this maybe some like criteria as far as what what should constitute game day coming to your school yeah so yeah, I, I definitely don't think Kansas should have had game day there, to be fair. Let's just get that out first and foremost. Um, I do think it's interesting. You talked about how in your time in school that game day came three or four times, twice in the same year at one point. I know that was 70 years ago, I think, when you were in school. They, they had just made televisions. Um, yeah. So, it, but they, you, just, they, didn't have, they didn't have DVR or TiVo at that time. So you had to actually watch game day that morning or you yeah. missed it because you could. They, they had it. just put the crossbars on the face, like for face masks. Yeah. On. The, the, the goalposts were still in the end zone, I believe. Yeah. That, <laughs> I know. I know TV was black and white. Did you all see color in person or was it no. still? Black and white <laughs> if something right? was on TV, wherever yeah. you went, it was in black and white there. Yeah, really exactly. <laughs> but no, I. I, I think it's like, don't get me wrong, Tennessee fans show out for everything. So, like, yesterday's experience, I didn't go, but I saw tons of pictures. It was insane. I mean, there were people, I've got I've got friends that, that went overnight that got there at 1 a.m. to, like, camp out to get there. So, I mean, it's it, Tennessee showed out, to be fair. But, like, 
I, I do think like so the week prior they went to App State or I think that was last week maybe it was two weeks ago they went last to week. App State yeah and and App State I don't think had ever hosted mm-hmm. and they showed out it was crazy I mean the signs were hilarious it was awesome experience mm-hmm. I I remember thinking in that moment that like they like I think that the criteria for for college game day should almost shift to like let's not go to the you know, the Alabama, Georgia game, the Florida, Florida, Tennessee every single week. Like if there's no other, you know, no other game on and that's the only, that's the only game people are going to be watching, which is kind of what this week was, you know, it was kind of the, the biggest game by far. Um, then that makes sense. But like, I think you should give those like the app States a chance to do it where it's going to mean it's going to be the only time in a decade that they get to host college game day versus mm-hmm. it being the fourth or fifth time in the last, you know, two or three years that they've hosted. If, also if it makes like, sense. If yeah, it makes sense. I, I don't I think it makes sense in App State because, I mean, App State has a tradition of football. Exactly. Know? That's what I'm saying. Like, to, like, just some it, random. It, it couldn't have been Kansas. Like, Kansas yeah, is – they're having a good year. They're, both teams are undefeated. They'll, like, they'll, host, now, they'll, host, they'll host game day in a couple of months when it's basketball season. Yeah, I, exactly. I was going to say, if, if, you know, if Kansas is sitting at 7-0 and and hosting Oklahoma 7-0, and that's 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's gonna be excitement in the air. There was gonna be a buzz about the game, but, but they're four and zero, and they've played. Yeah, I don't think they. Yeah. Who did they beat? In, uh, Houston, maybe. Yeah, they did beat that's Houston. A, that's a that's a mid major, but that's like you, Houston's usually ranked. You don't yeah. if they're not good that year. It, it takes you a few weeks to learn. They're not that good, no. and if Kansas beat them by like fifteen or twenty points, like you realize, like okay. Maybe Houston yeah, isn't yeah. Houston it's, this it's year. Good, yeah. So Kansas has won four games. They've, they're only four games into the season, and they're playing Duke, who's also not played anybody. Wow. And they, they had a Q under Cutcliffe, but they're not they're ever up there in the conversation right. in the ACC. It's, so that's the, that's not going to generate a bunch of excitement. When you ask people the draw for that game, like why, people, why specifically people were excited about that game, their answer is always going to be, well, it's because these teams are typically basketball schools, but they're doing well. <laughs> If if you bring up basketball in your reasoning for why they should host a fo- football college game day, it defeats the like, – that's the whole thing. That's the reason yeah. you're saying that it's relevant. It's like, well, these teams are normally not very good at football. Okay, well, good for them. Do it for a yeah. few more years, and then maybe they'll host yeah. college game day, the most pre- prestigious weekly you know, college football experience you know, where people – line up at 1 a.m. the night before to go to like so i think there should be more app states but i think you're right emory like it should be like a team that's that's put in there like a, put in the work like really like, like maybe like a, like a coastal carolina who's you know yeah. who's beating some good teams and you know yeah. somebody like that like every once in a while throw those guys a bone but not yeah. like just a random shouldn't go to mtsu i mean that did be yeah. miami but i mean you know, you know i mean if mtsu has a couple of years two or three years where they're pretty good then throw mtsu in there but i actually think mtsu around. is a is a decent example and i mean they have yeah. to they would it would have had to be like against miami this week which i don't think yeah. anyone saw saw that coming but mtsu's yeah. been a football they're a football school i mean that's what they've mm-hmm. that's what they've always been the best at i mean well, you know they they typically will compete you know every, every once in a while and, and make games interesting at least in the in the power five but they typically don't do like what they did yesterday yeah. But yeah, I think it's got to be a school like that. Where, because like, I, I mean, there was I didn't know anything about App State. I knew that they beat. I think it was Michigan years ago, yeah. and yeah. obviously they beat Texas A&M, which was great. But I didn't know anything about them. And watching that College Day Game Day thing what? was awesome for them. You like you learned people. a lot about them. You got to hear. Right like, you're good. <laughs> Maddox has to pee pee. It's. I also do too. I'll be right back, Christian. Yeah, <laughs> we interrupt this this podcast <laughs> yeah. for a pee pee break. But no, I th- I think that if there was more of that, I think that would be good. I think that would be more interesting. You get you know more turnout for stuff like that. You know, like I almost think it's irrelevant to go to like an Alabama or Georgia when they're the best teams in the country like that. You know, yeah. I also think too like I get tired of seeing game day at a Georgia or at an Ohio State like every yeah. year. Like I get it if you want to yeah. go there once every two even two years. Um, but like, I want to see different, I think, I think your first three or four weeks should be planned ahead already based off of one, like you said, tradition two expectation. And then after about that first four weeks, then you start to figure out, okay, what's going to be our prime games. Then you can figure out where we need to go. And if we went to Alabama last year, let's find maybe the second best game and not 
go to Alabama again. I'm, I'm tired of seeing them just kind of highlight the same fans. Um, and even then, like, you know, I thought that when they went to Tennessee twice in one year, I even thought that was kind of excessive because, yeah, there are some big games, but that's what the SEC is. It's big game after big game after big game. And you don't have to highlight just that one team twice or, or whatever. I think yeah. you I think you definitely have to, to – I think last year maybe it was this year. Did they go to North Dakota State one year? Yeah, maybe I think it was it was last year. FCS. That that's awesome for them. They'll yeah, never have cool. college game day. Yeah, never. Um, I really like that idea where you're going to the smaller schools who never. But if you're a Power Five school like Kansas and you're never good and you're four and zero, don't don't put your application in to get game day just yet. Yeah, just yet. <laughs> because yeah, you've not done anything yet to really. Like you yeah, said, if they're seven and zero and they're playing Oklahoma or, or Texas late in the season, that's hundred percent. Let's get that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The false alarm, right, by the way. I, was, is, uh... I wasn't paying enough attention to him, so <laughs> he's cried wolf, so that I would show him some attention. To be honest, did you have to pee pee and you used him as a <laughs> as an excuse? Yeah, I think he did. I didn't know. I did not know. <laughs> Next segment, Emory wanted to do this. He wanted to ask me yeah. some questions about Tennessee. Yeah. So this is—I yeah. don't know what these questions. Are. So this is the Ask Dan segment. That's Danny segment. Ask Christian segment next. I really don't. I just wanted this. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Emory, fire Christian, away. Christian, you can chime in on these after Danny answers and see what see what you think. Is that's so the first question I have? Is Tennessee's defense as bad as it looks against big teams like the two the two power five teams oh. they played so far? So what's interesting about yesterday is I believe they've had some injuries in the secondary. Okay. Um, I don't think they're as bad as they're advertised, even yeah. though they did they did play pretty good against Pitt. The Pitt's yeah. pretty good to the so the two teams they've struggled against are you could argue that they're good teams. They're offensive teams. Here's the thing that concerns me the most is they're not getting enough pressure on the front to to make it hard on the quarterback so that front four has got to do a better job of getting to the quarterback or we've got to do a little bit more stunning and blitzing you know every series there's got to be you don't know where that pressure is coming from and yesterday i think richardson knew i've got about three or four seconds here that i can just make a decision and he took full advantage of that so i think i think one injuries are plaguing them in the secondary and two we need to really rethink kind of our defensive philosophy a little bit, which they got two weeks here to kind of tweak things. I think they will tweak some things because they did from the first week. The first week they didn't put any pressure on the quarterback and the, like played pit, like Pitt's quarterbacks, like the, they knocked two of them out of the game. <laughs> so yeah. that was, that was just an adjustment that they're going to have to make. I think they were worried about Richardson and they, the if they put pressure on him, he's going to get out of the pocket and hurt him. But he hurt yeah. him with the arm yesterday. Yeah. Do you think uh, just piggybacking off that, Christian? Do you have any any thoughts on that? Or just- no, I kind of I kind of think the same thing. I I think that they're better than what you would have seen yesterday, but I, yeah. there's definitely some concern and, and getting pre- I mean, getting to the quarterback like I mean all day all day long. That's what I kept saying. I was like, yeah. it was it, when they converted the twelfth, you know, third, third and down. long. I was yeah. like, it's like we just got to get. I mean. Make him do some. Make him make a at least a quick because he he's not he's still regardless of what you think about Andrew, Anthony Richardson he's not a great quarterback he's no. he he's had a, a great very, game he's a very average quarterback he's still even with as great as he played yesterday he still was twenty four forty four so he had twenty incompletions to twenty four yeah. completions yep. and that was with having five to six seconds in the pocket every so I think if they can get to a quarterback and that that's the only time that he made any kind of mistakes or didn't look you know flawless basically is when they actually yeah. gave him any pressure but no, i think they'll i think they'll tighten it up and they'll, they're gonna have to they got lsu next week and then they you know alabama after that so they're gonna be playing bryce young we'll see how it really looks you know yeah. right then i mean I, the thing that's i mean I, i'm not a tennessee fan but just looking at stats like the two teams i mean that are that are good obviously florida and, and Pitt, which are both in the top 25 they've given up 600 yards to each, each game, so it's just not, I mean, obviously not what you want. Um, piggybacking off that question, uh, Danny, do you think that Tennessee's offense hurts their defense? And what I mean by that is that sometimes they go too fast and either um, a quick, you know, they've they've their defense has been on the field for a long drive. They come in, 
they go hurry up the whole time. They go th- a quick three and out. Their defense is back on the field after 45 seconds. Um, and then also, I mean, quick scoring drives aren't um, aren't bad, but also you you score really quick, and then your defense is right back out there. Do you think you think part of the defense's problem is the offense goes almost too fast at times? On the surface, I think it looks like that, but I believe mm-hmm. they practice like that too because the offense goes so fast. I think that they are used to going back out there. And I think that if you score in three plays, it's less demoralizing to your defense than if you go three and out. Um, yeah. So, you know, when the defense comes in after three plays in a minute 14, but we scored a touchdown, I think they're a little bit more amped up. I think it's yeah. more mentality at that point than it is physical. Um, so not all, I don't really think that plays a factor. I think they're used to it. I think it's just demoralizing. Do you, plays, when, do you think it plays a factor – but the three and out, not just maybe the, not the quick scoring. Yeah, mentally, I think it, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I, I think it plays a mental factor. And when factor, you go three yeah. and out, you you look at the, we didn't do anything, and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But especially if, if you know 64 yards in a minute, yeah. 15. Yeah. And you know the defense sees that man, we went three plays. Let's go, let's go get them. I, I think yeah. it's just mental. I don't think yeah. it's physical. I mean, because yeah. I, I was I went to the I went to the Georgia game last year. And last, I mean, obviously playing the same offense. Um, basically a lot of three and outs there. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, yeah. Tennessee played really good early on offensively, you know, and we're, was moving the ball. So the defense played better. But, you know, Georgia takes – Georgia goes a long drive. Tennessee goes three and out. Georgia goes a long drive. Tennessee and, – and it wasn't like Tennessee goes, all right, man, we've just had two three and outs. Let's take our time on these – at least get a first down and give our defense a break. You know, they were just still going boom, boom, boom. Like, I think at some point – you know, maybe not right now. They're you know they're four and zero. But if you if you get in a game where you're where it's close and and you've given up two drives in a row, long drives, you may go all right. Let's huddle every time for six yeah. plays and then and then get going fast. But they don't I like that. I think that I think that will take a toll. But also you got to factor in the opponent there. Like Georgia's going to take a toll on anybody. It yeah, doesn't matter. True. It doesn't matter who it is. Alabama's going to take a toll on anybody. Yeah. Uh, so you know the two teams. Uh, you could argue that Pitt and Florida were even with Tennessee, even though the spreads said different. You yeah. could argue that they were even, or maybe a little bit you know, worse. And Tennessee does, did something against both of those teams that they wouldn't have done in years past, which was beat both of those teams in a close yeah. game. They're going to find sure. a way to lose that game. Mm-hmm. So I think it looks at you like got to look at the opponent that way. And I don't think that the defense was tired yesterday. I think yeah. that, it was just an even just game. Played bad, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. I, I think you were t- you talked about the three and outs. I think the yeah. three and outs are definitely going to could potentially become a factor. But yesterday, they they really didn't have a three out. They didn't punt. Yeah. They had they had one four and out, but it was yeah. at the very end of the game. Yeah. And and then you also taken they scored a lot quickly, but you take into yeah. consideration the fact that they were a national televised game yesterday on CBS. So like, there's TV timeouts. The defense, like we even talked about that. Yeah. The defense had more of a break than you could ask for basically in any game. Like they may have had more of a break than a team, another team that wasn't nationally televised yesterday that had a three and out with their offense or whatever, or had a long drive versus a short drive. I mean, rather, but I mean that, I don't think that was an issue at all yesterday. Like, and, and like some of Florida's longest and best drives were like after halftime, like when the defense yeah. had that entire Absolutely time and, and an offensive drive and still had, and then I think, after a long TV timeout and two timeouts between the coaches, like it was, we literally talked about it. I was like, they're not tired. They've had yeah. like 15 minutes of real time to rest. Like, yeah. so y- yesterday was not that, that couldn't have been a factor at all. No. So it was still a little concerning that they were yeah, letting Florida march down the field like that. Also, also, I think too, just, you know, if, if <clears throat> right now in college football, if you're a D tackle or D end or linebacker, like, no offense to Tennessee, but you're probably not choosing Tennessee, you know. But it, but maybe if you're if you're a wide receiver or or a quarterback, like heck, we're, I'm going to get to throw the ball a ton. I'm going to get the catch passes. Like I mean, Tennessee's the place to go, but to, they just don't have that. I guess that reputation to be at a, a good defense. Um, so I think yeah. maybe you just don't, you just don't have the the star power on defense and the depth. I'm um, just because you know just kids aren't choosing to go to Tennessee to play defense. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe I mean maybe that's an issue. Last yeah, last question I have. Last question I had, Danny. I don't know, buddy. He's he's throwing his hands up at me. Uh, last question I had was um, 
is Hendon Hooker a product of the Tennessee offense, or is he legit? Is he the real deal? That's a good question. Uh, I want to say he's the real deal, obviously. Yeah, but you know we had. I'm not trying. Joe, I'm not trying to Joe I mean, Milton in there last year, who yeah. just couldn't, couldn't handle it. And you yeah. look at Hooker. You know his stats the last two years. He's he's responsible for 45 touchdowns and two interceptions. The two did interceptions you know, is the question? thing. Did you, did you thinking about this? No, <laughs> I didn't. But the two interceptions tell me a lot more about Hendon Hooker than the 45 touchdowns. That tells me that he's not making bad decisions with his throws. And you look at yep. some of the throws that he makes on the outside, like when they let a little plant and come back. I mean, he's putting it on a line right where the hands are. He's throwing it downfield. Like the defense is not touching the ball. And that to me lets me know that he is pinpoint accuracy with his throws, which then kind of goes into, I don't think it is a product of the system. I think he is just – a legit like he's just a surgeon out there when he's throwing to the to the receivers. So no, I think that he's I think he's worked his tail off for the last two years and he's probably a legit high candidate if Tennessee's a two loss team or something like that. If yep. those three or four I say no just because you usually don't have somebody that's nine and three, eight four in the Heisman uh, run. But mm-hmm. I just think that he he does he makes too many good decisions every single time with the ball to be a product of the environment. Yeah. I think, um, I think I was, an average quarterback could be hidden in that offense to not yeah. be that good. Like I think a lot of people could excel, but he, I mean, I started thinking about some of the key plays he made yesterday. The, the biggest play of the game yesterday he made, I don't know if you, I assume you guys probably watched it was when he avoided a sack, which would have probably been a fumble scrambled around and ran 65 yards down the field on a broken mm-hmm. up play. I mean, that's not a product of any offense. That's a product yeah. of just being, you know, having that grit and the capability yeah, to run like it. Yeah. I mean, he's just he, he's just a stud. I mean, he's legit. Yeah. I mean, he, I would have thought maybe last year he was getting hidden behind a little bit of that offense, but also they were all new to that offense, and yeah. he kind of took the first leap. Like, I think he was ahead of the curve compared to most of his receivers and stuff. So I think he's the real deal. I mean, he's legit, and he makes – he like the two-interception thing, I kind of forgotten about that. I knew his stats from last year. I hadn't even thought about it for this year too, but – yeah, he's he's legit. I mean, some of the throws he's making are perfect throws and are incapable of being intercepted or even yeah. being batted away. So he's he's the real deal. I would say, I just wanted to see your answer, but I, I ended up looking up his stats. I was like, did he like because obviously he was at Virginia Tech before, and I was like, is he you know was he just terrible at Virginia Tech? Is the reason he transferred? But <clears throat> I'm throwing out. Obviously, one of the years was the COVID year that he was there, so I'm not even. I didn't even look at those stats. So, 2019, which was his sophomore year, which obviously you're just still learning how to play college football. He threw. He still threw. So his yards uh, per attempt, which is is a big thing in college football, <clears throat> that year was 9.6. Last year was 9.7. This year was 9.8. So I mean that's on par. Um, his average yards uh, per catch, I think, was like 10.6. It's 11.3 last year. 11.0 this year. I mean, he threw for 13 touchdowns and only two interceptions. So, any any complete, and he threw almost half. He threw 162 attempts in 2019. Last year, he threw 303. So, I think, I mean, if he throws 300 passes his sophomore year, I think he has comparable numbers to what he did last year. So, I think it's, I think Hidden Hook is just good. Like, I don't, I think it's a product yeah. of, the I inter- don't think it's a product of, uh, the interception thing is still, I yeah. know we just talked about it. It's, it's insane. You think about like yeah. a, like, Heupel's offense, it's not exactly the same. Obviously, it's still very different, but it's it's got similar things to like elite, like Mike Leach's offense, you know, where they yeah. just aired Bad out right. a ton. Yeah. yeah, and those quarterbacks, even though they throw for 500 yards, like yeah. it's nothing. And oh, they throw picks four, all the time. Yeah, they throw – yeah, they, have, they probably have – at the end of the year, they may have five or six more touchdowns than picks, yeah. you know, and that's at 30 touchdowns, you know. Like, yeah. so it, it's insane. So the fact that he's doing that and also being like – as conservative as maybe like a, some of the Alabama quarterbacks of the past that weren't very talented, yeah. that were just basically taught to not lose the ball. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, well, it's, I think, that's impressive. Well, I think too, they, I mean, I, you know, Tennessee is, is talked about as a, as a pass heavy team, which they do throw it a ton, but they're pretty good at the run too. I mean, I, I think, I mean, they're a lot better than, than what people realize. I mean, they had, they had 42 rushing attempts 
yesterday and 28 passing attempts. So, I mean, they, they ran the ball more than they threw it like yesterday. Yeah. A lot so, of that, I mean, a lot of that's hooker and a lot of that, some of the late stuff, but yeah, but they're, yeah, they, they get balanced. Yeah. They, they kill, they kill you in the air first. Like I think yeah. they went like seven straight plays before they actually ran the ball <laughs> to start the yeah. game yesterday. And we yeah. were like, run the ball, run the ball. You know, you, it's, well, it's wide open. Yeah. So they, it takes them a little bit to get going on the ground, they, they, but, they, but they're, I go reverse, which Georgia has started doing too, like with, with Todd Monk, and they like reverse. It's like a reverse psychology of what it's most exactly. teams do. They they pass first to set the run up. Georgia yeah. has started doing that as, a lot as well. Like they pass, like they just start the game just throwing it everywhere, and then that, I mean, then that spreads the defense out, and they start running it and running it, yeah. which is which that's is. A, I mean, that's that was the end of my oh, Ask Danny segment. That was a good segment. <laughs> yeah. uh, last. Segment. We're going to talk about some winners and losers, necessarily from college football, um, but just winners and losers in sports in general. We're going to start off with one of the winners, Albert Pujols, yeah. has hit his 700 home run. Did he? Did he hit 99 and 700 in the same game? He did. Yeah, he I, did. I, I can't oh, remember. Wow. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know he was that close to 700, and then I checked yeah. like Twitter the next day and said he hit 700. And I was like, yeah. When did he hit the other one? And then I found <laughs> it was at the beginning of the game. And yeah. you see that crazy prediction that somebody had made too? Did y'all see that? Where nah. they, somebody had predicted on MLB Network on April 13th that he was going to hit his 700th homer on the Friday night in LA. They said off of Kershaw, but it, Kershaw didn't pitch because of yeah. the rotation. Yeah. But said he was going to hit number 700 that night, and he did. That was, that was actually That's pretty absolutely crazy. crazy. I think that crazy. I don't know who the nearest person to him is. I think it is. Somebody with like 300 home runs. Like and currently? Yeah. And I think Trout it's be like, a, I think it's Stanton. It's, I think yeah, it's Stanton. Uh, Stanton and um, I think Trout are up there with like 300 or something like yeah. that and have yeah. the best chance, I think, to get there. They may. You have to play. Man. I mean, you have to stay pretty healthy. I mean, Pujols has stayed pretty healthy. And he's all played four like of 20, them that has, 22 years or 20 years, uh, something like that. All four that have 700 played. 22 years one played 23 i think hank aaron yeah. played 23 so that's, that's incredible. insane that's insane uh, losers celtics coach ime yudoka and i still don't know all of the details nobody knows what's, nobody knows what happened nobody knows what's nope. what's happened yeah. here yeah but it is bad enough to where matt He's barnes it all year. <laughs> said nice. yeah, yeah. It's bad enough where matt barnes if matt barnes says it's crazy i mean this dude drove like I was about to say, a hundred miles the, to, the, to try to yeah. beat up Derek Fisher for, yeah. you know, having relations with his wife. Yeah. I mean, if it's bad enough for Matt Barnes to say it's it's crazy, it's probably pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that dude doesn't take that stuff lightly. <laughs> no, it's not. He's ready to fight a grown man on national television. Yeah. <laughs> he don't he don't care. Yeah, so that's that was the first time I thought, oh, maybe this is maybe we don't know all the story about this because this is. Well, the first came out, I was like, well. man, I mean. It's, a, like, it's bad that he's, you know, having an extramarital affair. I don't even yeah. think he's married yet. I think it's still his fiance, but, you know, he's cheating on his yeah. fiance. I mean, that's pretty bad. Yeah, I don't like, know if that's, that's something that's the whole year. a guy for a year yeah. for. Yeah. yeah. It seems crazy. It seems, yeah. It seems wild. But I did yeah. say, like, if it's, you know, if it's in the code of conduct or whatever, whatever, something they sign that says if you have some kind of, you know, affair with someone in the office, like, you're getting yeah. suspended, like, he should be suspended, but she if she also signed the same thing, she should be suspended for a year. Yeah. You, if you think about it from like – I always like to think about these things like – because it's pro sports, so like we, we put it in this different category and you think about yeah. it completely differently. I always try to put these comparisons. This just happened like at a, the bank. And, 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 yeah, and exactly. Like <laughs> in an office setting. And I'm yeah. like, well – I was like, well, if I did that, I wouldn't be suspended. I'd be fired. But, yeah. so, so, I mean, when you think about it like that, I guess it makes more sense. But it, it's very easy to be like – what he's getting suspended? Yeah, I'll just yeah. dock his pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, not a big deal. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, I wouldn't have a job if I did this. Yeah, if I did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, next winner yeah, if you is like the, the 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 malice of the me. palace. Yeah, not you. If you malice <laughs> at the palace. You know you, those guys went into the That's stands and fought people. You'll be all right. <laughs> those guys went in the stands and fought people. You can imagine like fighting your customers when they come in. Like, no, you just get suspended for the rest of the year. <laughs> Next Sorry. winner, yeah, is we've already mentioned this team. MTSU beats Miami on the road, and did you know uh, I picked Miami to who was my most overrated team at the beginning of the year? 
here, and that is absolutely come true right here with MTSU beating. You just watch. I was watching clips of those. They had like four plays of like sixty yard touchdowns or more. MTSU did, and one of them. Go ahead. Sorry. As I said, one of them they scored on a ninety-nine yard touchdown pass right after stopping them on fourth and one, and the receiver blew away the Miami secondary. Like somebody from MTSU shouldn't be that yeah. fast compared to Miami. And so Miami is 100% overrated this year. What was uh, it? It got up to like, was it like 24 to 7 at one point or 28 to 7? So. I think it was, yeah, I think it was 45 21 at yeah. one point. And Miami, I mean, like, like, Miami it wasn't maybe, like, close came back a little bit. But, yeah. yeah. I think I within 14, that's what the final was. I don't think it 14. was within 14 since it was like, like you said, 0 to 0. Seven. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like 40, 45 24 was the biggest gap, and that was right, right in the fourth, start, basically the start of the fourth quarter. Yeah, wow, wow, it's crazy. All right, one of our losers is Missouri. Did you see how they lost this game yesterday against? That Auburn? was, uh, yeah, the, the guy could have just right in straight down. in. Yeah, he tried to reach over the goal line, slipped out of his hands, and oh, recovered. Man. But also, they had a field goal, like a twenty-six yard field goal, as time expired, um, to win the game and missed it to go into overtime. And then wow. they had, he had a, he had a wide open lane yeah. and doesn't even have to reach over the goal line. No, he's running, running into there. the goal line. He's running yeah. into the end zone. You can yeah. just do this and run the ball <laughs> in. And that's unbelievable to me. Yeah. Tennessee lost so, a game like that against Georgia. Pig Howard. They did. They did. I think he was gone the next week. Like he, I don't know about if he was. No, but I wasn't he, he was diving? Was I thought he was diving into the end zone. I he, was. he was. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. the same exact. That's way, a little bit different. Lost, I mean, he lost the ball diving in. But I, yeah. think, I think that I think that was the first time I learned that that was a like, that was a safety. Like if you did that, yeah. When, when you lose it back, like I, I, touch I don't touchback. Not a or that's, I'm sorry. Yeah, touchback. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, I think that was the because that was a I was pretty I young think, when that happened. That was the first time I would have won the game. Yeah. I think if it goes out like that, that should definitely be. Where you lost the ball, you should retain possession because the defense yeah. didn't do anything for that. But in this yeah. case, he fumbled the ball; it stayed in the end zone, and yeah. Auburn recovered it. That's yeah. that's a fumble, and that that's a, that's yeah. a safety yeah. or the touchback at that point. Yeah, yeah. All right, one more winner: Roger Federer has retired from tennis. Didn't see all of his stats and wins. I know he has like twenty Grand Slams or something like that. Yeah. You, you guys see he's how? Start, yeah, he's he's starting Grand Slams. He's only behind uh, Nadal and Jokic in Grand Slam wins. Like he's he's third behind all those guys. And I think a, a lot of it, I mean, obviously, all three of those guys are really good. I, mean, I think uh, Federer had has fought some like knee injuries later in his career, which has caused him to you know Christian. not win as many. <laughs> Be quiet. Sorry. <laughs> I get antsy in the mornings. <laughs> I tried to, I tried to put Maddox. He's in some. I tried to put him listen, down. He wasn't happy. Happy with listen, it. Listen to his all-time winnings. Okay, he's yeah. he's also third all-time in in, in earnings. All-time, he's earned a hundred and thirty million dollars. Basically, a hundred and thirty and a half million dollars just in prize money. So that, that doesn't, doesn't count even, like a yeah. It doesn't include a single endorsement, and he's yeah. he's he's probably the most widely rec- recognized tennis name in sports yeah. like even though Djokovic and Nadal may have had more wins yeah. I think he's the like he's he's always been the Nike guy the whole time yeah. like he's he's the most widely recognized guy so yeah I don't know I, I think it's pretty cool I don't know if you guys watched any of the little retirement stuff I didn't really watch any of it but I saw some clips on it yeah. and Nadal, Nadal was there you know that's been his like competitor and like those two guys to be fair I don't I don't watch tennis much at all if ever but I can remember when those two guys were like in their prime like I would I would occasionally tune in when they played each other because it was a big deal. Yeah. And Nadal, Nadal just like broke down when they started, you know, honoring him. So he was more emotional than Federer was himself. So yeah. I think that's pretty cool. That the fact that they were as competitive and, player, yeah. Yeah, and rivals as much as they were, and then had just a such, such a great respect for each other. I think that I just think that's cool, but it's kind of like, can- it's kind of like when we play, you know, when me and Emery play one on one, and I and I end up beating him, and he cries <laughs> at the end. And I think that's for a different reason, but it's very similar. Very similar. Yeah. Very much respect for my game. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, and if you're unsure what those stats are, listeners, they are on ESPN.com. Uh, just look up pickup basketball section. You'll see what they are head-to-head <laughs> and how many grand slams Emory and Christian have uh, in their careers. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of ball left to be played, guys. So I'm really looking forward to those retirement <laughs> ceremonies from you. And we did have one more loser. We, we'd already mentioned this. It was Billy Napier's math skills <laughs> and uh, oh, how, how terrible he was with the yeah. – uh, management yesterday he was he was going for a lot yeah i mean he didn't even think about punting in certain no. situations and i had mm-hmm. he had to have been thinking like i we're going to end up getting this and go for the win at some point that's why he went for two there he had to have been thinking that did had they punt did florida did florida punt? No. they did they one time right oh, before they, the yeah. half. that's right they, they punted it to the one and uh, Tennessee took it 99 yards in that last imagine, two minutes. You imagine but. being the punter. It's like fourth and five on your own 30. He's like, all right, get my leg warmed up. Yeah. Oh, we're going for it. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll go sit back <laughs> down. All right. I'll, I'll give Napier credit. He he had what could have been the worst call of the day, but it ended up being the best. Yeah. was the the one where he went for it on fourth and four, fourth and five on their the own one. On their the own twenty-eight Emory yard line. Just talked about. <laughs> oh, is yeah. that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about the punt. Okay. No, so I, said, I said the punter was getting warmed yeah. up. He's like, "Oh, we're we're definitely oh, punting. Yeah. We're definitely punting this one." It's like starting yeah, to turn out there. But the 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 cho- the like the play on that one, they threw freaking like thirty-five yards down the field. Yeah. I was like, I was like, what? They they've been dominating yeah, the run all day long. They took that shot with Anthony Richardson. So I mean, that was that was crazy, but. Yeah, yeah I, I think they would have. I, I mean, to be fair, they they completed at the very end there. If all they needed was a field goal. They completed one pass out of bounds. Still had about ten seconds or something. The second one should have been completed. The second one, if it was completed, they were in field goal range. Oh, absolutely. And they it weren't even like trying. They weren't even. Yeah. They weren't even trying for field goal range at that point. I mean, that they would. They would. It would have. It would have been potentially a different game. Yeah. All right, and that is going to end episode forty-five for us. Do you guys have anything else to share at the end of our podcast? So. Christian. Nope. Nope. Nothing. Nope. Nothing nope. this week. Nope. We're just gonna leave you. Leave you blank again. Leave you blank. Nothing next week. Go dogs. We never did talk about Texas. All right. That's where yeah. we're gonna be ending the podcast this week. <laughs> they lost uh, yesterday for the listeners. They, if you they did. lost. Yeah. They lost. They lost. Yeah. They were up too. They were up late. I'll we tell you to, what. When they yeah. start winning games, we'll start talking about Texas. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. When Quinn Ewers well, gets back, we'll start talking. Let's about just get, get Quinn talking. back. Let's yeah. get Quinn back. Yeah. All right, that's going to end episode 45. We'll see you next time.